Does the law really work the way TV and movies depict? Let's discuss with Christine and Christine. Hello, everybody. Thank you again for joining us for our newest episode on law and pop culture, where we talk about things that we've seen in the news and the entertainment world. And we like to ask that question, does that really happen? Hello, Chris, how are you? I'm good, Chris. I'm doing well. Wow. So this is so much fun because I love talking about Adam Sandler. I got to tell you, Adam Sandler is one of my favorite actors. Really enjoy his, the, the, you know, uh, his ability to talk to um, take down different roles, more serious, but mostly funny. So that it's this is great. So uh, before so I can share with everybody, we're going to be talking about um, Mr. Deeds. <laughs> uh, this is a story about a gentleman. Uh, I'm jumping into it, everybody. Sorry, just got really excited about this one. So this is a story about Adam Sandler being an heir to a very, very um, prominent and, you know, very rich guy, pretty much. And what happens in this particular situation? Well, let's talk about the story, right, Chris? So it starts off with a multi-billionaire. Preston Blake, he freezes to death on reaching the top of Mount Everest. <laughs> and it seems like he has no heirs, apparently no kids or no spouse. So who's? it's so unclear as to who's going to inherit his massive fortune. Again, somebody that didn't have a will. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Um, so he finally... Yes. So the board of directors of his company, they discover that he has a living grandnephew named Longfellow Deeds, <laughs> played by none other than Adam Sandler. And he runs a pizzeria in Mandrake Falls, New Hampshire. Um, so Deeds, they find him they, blow him, they fly him to New York City. And um, and one of the, I guess it was one of the board members, uh, Chuck, Chuck Cedar, played by Peter Gallagher, ever the bad guy, <laughs> the poor guy. I think he's handsome. <laughs> he temporarily controlled. Yeah, I agree. Right? Especially in, you know, that, that movie, um, uh, While You Were Sleeping. Loved him there. <laughs> like, again, that's another one. So anyhow. He's um, also on that um, Netflix series. Um, oh. Oh. Uh, and oh, the one with and I know people know that show already, but it's oh with uh, Jane Fonda, right? Oh, I oh, love that's her. Right, so that's good. right. Oh my gosh, he's so good. But anyhow, I just love the actors in this movie. Um, so and um, so Peter Peter Gallagher as Chuck Cedar, he's temporarily in control of Blake Media as the CEO, and so Deeds arrives into New York City, and of course, you know, with Chuck, excuse me, Chuck Cedar is like. And sell your shares to the company and you know you'll go home with 40 billion dollars and deeds was like wow that's pretty cool let's draft the paperwork let's do this excuse me one second pauses <laughs> sorry <clears throat> resume all right <clears throat> and so while he's um while Longfellow Deeds is like waiting for the paperwork to get, you know, to get worked out. Um, so this whole thing is actually major news, right? So we, you know, screenshot over to Babe Bennett, who's played by Winona Ryder. And she really wants to get her career going. So she finds a way 
to, um, you know, to meet up with Longfellow Deets to get the, the, the real inside access story to the whole thing, right? And then they meet, she pretends to be somebody named Pam, Pam Dawson, um, pretends that, you know, oh, she's a teacher from Iowa or something, or Idaho, I forget. And um, sure enough, um, Longfellow Deeds falls in love with Pam, and he starts to consider staying in New York, um, which is kind of getting in the way of Blake Media's plans to pay him off and send him back to New Hampshire, right? Um, and sure enough, like, they somehow... Uh, everybody at Blake Media, of course, they're trying. They're trying to get him to like leave. Trying to get him, especially you know, uh, Chuck uh, Chuck uh, Cedar. Um, so somehow it is discovered that Pam was pretending to be somebody else, and you know, which of course breaks you know breaks Adam Sandler uh, Malvolio Deeds' heart. Um, he ends up you know saying, "I'm just going to donate my money to the United College Fund, and I'm going back to Mandrake Falls." Okay. And what happens? Uh, Chuck Cedar gets control of the company oh, as a result of this, you know, of this transaction because Longfellow, Longfellow is just so upset. Um, when he goes back to Mandrake Falls, he learns from, you know, uh, from his friends that Cedar really wasn't going to keep the company going. They were just going to sell it off. It's going to ruin like a whole bunch of lives. And he's pissed off because that's why he was giving up, you know, his interest in the company. And sure enough, um, in the background, here's Winona Ryder as babe, following him there, trying to, trying to win him back. Um, and at, it's so cute. And at the so there's a shareholders meeting. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but he's not really he's not really buying it. So he rejects her, right? Because he's like, oh, I really don't know who you are. Um, so at the shareholders meeting for Blake Media, um, Cedar persuaded everybody to sell the company. Um, but, uh, you know, and Deeds, who still maintain a very, very small interest, he tries, he tries to convince everybody not to sell. He's like, don't ruin this. That's not what I gave all of this up for. Um, but because Cedar already controlled the majority of the shares, the sale is approved. Uh, not really what we wanted to do, uh, to, you know, to take care of the whole thing. Meanwhile, Babe kind of, you know, contributes contributes to the, the ending of the story because she finds out that the uncle who passed away, Preston Blake, actually did have an heir. It was a child, an illegitimate, illegitimate child that he had with his maid. Um, but regardless, it was his child. And she finds out that this guy named Emilio, you know, finds him... Um, and because of the fact that the transaction that happened between Longfellow and Cedar, you know, was supposed to be with Longfellow as the heir of the estate, he wasn't actually the heir. So that whole transaction was void. Yeah. And Cedar, oh, my poor Peter Gallagher, <laughs> really did not have a valid contract. So that whole transaction went by the wayside. Emilio got the estate and he was just so thankful for what he, you know, what was done for him that he gave a billion dollars to, you know, to his cousin or great nephew, family, whatever. Um, long billion dollars. It's still a nice ending, nice little twist to everything. But goodness gracious, people, you're millionaires, billionaires, gajillionaires. Have a will. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, again, I think everyone knows uh, after how many 
hours of listening to us, the end of the day, the solution is have a will at the yes. very least. At the very yes. least. Oh my gosh. Could have been avoided. Yeah. I mean, all the time, all the hours, frustration, the heartache, all of that, that would have been avoided. So, Absolutely. you know, I, and again, but it happens, right, Chris? I mean, you know, so this isn't so far-fetched that people with such wealth, you know, just don't have all their ducks in order, but then these are bad things that happen, you know, and in a way it, it is possible when someone passes away that we don't have anything in place and now everyone's scrambling and creating their own rules. But I mean, in this situation, they definitely needed a will. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what kind of, you know, businesses was set up, but if it was an LLC, they should have had an operating agreement, mm-hmm. a business yep. succession plan. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good tools out there for everyone, uh, you know, and, you know, and that always makes me think, you know, you know, could this have happened? Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, I giving a billion dollars away. Well, I'm not sure about that. It's a, complete, <laughs> it's a big there's a big gift tax implication there. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> oh you my know, goodness. I, I mean, this uh, this was so interesting, but I mean, uh, and you're right, Chris, you know, even, I mean, it could it happen? Absolutely. Because now with, you know, with so many businesses all of a sudden exploding in this internet era, and not just like internet stock or anything, but just the different businesses that are out there, um, you know, where people are making money and not the traditional, you know, um, building with a store, it's all internet based. Um, I'm still shocked at how people can make some really good income uh, with the different, you know, um, resources out there, like whether it's through Etsy or, um, you know, through Amazon selling, or even just, you know, um, the rental properties, you know, Airbnbs, those are the different things that, you know, different streams of income that could put somebody in a position of having $40 billion. Oh, absolutely. You never know. Well, not, not on one rental income, but <laughs> still. Um, and in that you particular know, but you know, I do think you're right. As we progress, you know, and everybody advances and finds new ways to accumulate wealth, mm-hmm. then we put the wealth in different vehicles. Like how about crypto, Bitcoin? Yes. That's another that. whole area. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're accumulating assets, especially things like this that are pure digital, yeah. you know, you really want to make sure you have a plan in place saying, well, what's the next step? If I'm not here, who's getting it? How will they access it? You know, where is it? Uh, you know, those are some of the things that I, I do worry about that. Does everyone know where everything is? You know, yes. I mean, at least at the very least, you know, that's that information. Uh, and, and that's the one thing that's so nice, you know, as we move along, but yeah, there's so many different ways to create wealth, but then we want to keep it. We want it to last, exactly. you know, I mean, you work so hard to be so inventive, to keep these new things and then you know not to have it last well that's like the missing piece so yes. really but the movie was fun and I love mm-hmm. seeing Winona Ryder I mean she's great you know when she I to me her comeback was Stranger Things because I hadn't seen her in a while things like mm-hmm. that and so now when I do see her I'm like oh she, she's a good actress I know, you know I, I forgot all the movies in right she oh. was really oh yeah and lately, I've been watching her a lot in Stranger Things, but that's that was, you know, that was <laughs> that's all that was all so fun. Great. But anyhow, but let's talk about our real oh, yeah. 
case, Chris, um, the dispute about the estate of Lisa Marie Presley, the late daughter of the King of Rock himself. Exactly. Exactly. We're at two of this. So now this part of the podcast listeners is also a favorite part of mine where we chat about something that we've seen in the news and we question it and we dissect it and see, you know, what, where's it going or how did they get there? Mm -hmm. uh, and I've always noticed, Chris, it seems that that second part, it's in the entertainment world, right? We're either talking yes. about a celebrity, an artist. Um, I'm not sure why, but, you know, <laughs> now and then famous business people uh, but here is the story of Lisa Marie Presley I think we've all seen um, and heard of her and so she is the only daughter of the rock legend Elvis and his wife Priscilla it's and you know I did see that movie um, the Elvis movie uh, that was nominated for an Oscar it was fantastic oh, wow. uh, I have to say it was well done everybody in there the costumes uh, and so sadly, just in this past January, January 2023, um, Lisa Marie passed away and quite suddenly and at a young age, cardiac arrest, 54 years old. So she was following in her father's famous father's footsteps. She was in the entertainment. She was a musician. Uh, and she, you know, married Danny Keel in 1988. And they had two children, Riley and Benjamin. Um, Benjamin, who sadly passed away uh, because of suicide in 2020, and he was 28 years old. Uh, but Lisa Marie, then she divorced in the 90s. Years later, in 2006, she married Michael Jackson, and that was pretty famous, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they had two children, Harper and Finley. Um, Michael and Lisa Marie, their marriage sadly did not last. They split up in 2008. I thought I read, though, they were still in good terms, you mm -hmm. know, that they were mature, you know, I, I like, I want to think that. So I'm not going to think any poorly about her or Michael Jackson. So in 2016, Lisa Marie filed for divorce. Um, and uh, I apologize, not Michael Jackson, Michael, Michael Lockwood. Lockwood. I was just going to say, I was like, jumped right to it. I jumped right there. There was another, okay. so the first Michael, Michael Lockwood twins, yes, Harper Lockwood. and Finley. Yes. Then in 2016, they did not laugh. They filed for divorce. That was actually not a good one. That one, they had a really tough fight. Finalized in 2021. Um, and apparently the custody was still ongoing with Lisa Marie having physical custody and Lockwood having visitation rights. You know, these are common things that happen in any type of relationship and it can get really really bitter. So after her death, four days after her public memorial service in Graceland, her mother Priscilla started a court battle to contest an amended will that was dated in 2016. So, uh, and if that were so, Lisa Marie's daughters were going to be inheriting her estate. So Priscilla Presley filed a petition to challenge the 2016 amendment in her daughter's will. The change, there was a change, and it removed Priscilla, you know, mom, and the business manor, manager, Barry Siegel, as co-trustees and replaced it with Riley and Benjamin. Uh, Priscilla Presley's petition alleges that she did not receive notice of the amendment while her daughter was alive as required by her trust, which makes me believe it was some type of irrevocable trust, right, Chris? Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. think. Yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, there's different types of trust. 
there's revocable, irrevocable. And if we have an irrevocable trust, there are rules if you need to make changes. And a lot of the rules are giving notices to everyone who's involved. When you have a revocable, you don't need to do that. So this probably was an irrevocable trust. The petition also stated that Priscilla's name is misspelled in the document. I mean, that's not good. Uh-huh. Uh, and alleges the amendment was not witnessed or notarized and questioned the authenticity of Lisa Marie's signature. Oh, I have to tell you, that gave me a because that's like, that's a deep, heavy stuff that, you know, really a lot of allegations that could really throw out that amendment. Yep. So a little bit of information about the estate. So Priscilla and Elvis, let's go back in time. So they divorced in 1973. Lisa Marie Presley was the sole inheritor of Graceland and her father's estate when he died in 1977. Priscilla transformed the property into a lucrative tourist attraction and museum, held it in trust for Lisa Marie until she turned 25. So I like this though, Chris, huh? They got mm-hmm. stuff in place. They were yes. We're not dealing with situations where we have nothing. Right. So there were things in place. Okay. Now, in 2004, Lisa Marie sold 85% of Elvis Presley Enterprises asset in a deal that brought her about $100 million. She retained 15% ownership of her father, of Elvis Presley Enterprises, her father, um, uh, the, the business. And uh, that business manages Graceland uh, and all some other properties and Graceland archives. Lisa Marie also maintained complete ownership of the Graceland mansion and her late father's personal items that are in the museum. Uh, And that's the costumes Mm -hmm. and cars on display. Uh, And you'll see all that on the website. It's pretty elaborate. I have not been to Graceland, Chris, but it is on my list. I'd love to go. I think it's really cool. It's really cool. It's just, it's amazing. I did. I did. Long story, but I was there while Katrina was coming down, you know, on New Orleans. I used uh, Memphis was my where I escaped during Katrina, but then I, I digress. Oh. <laughs> no, we ended up going to Graceland. Oh, that that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I know. It's another podcast. So I, that'll be the next, see if we can bring that episode in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, you know, I heard that. I was like, okay, but uh, yeah, Grace, I'd love to go. My, my brother went too. And he loved it. He said it was oh, great. Yeah. So a, tr- a trust with the Graceland property and its contents will now pass on to, to Lisa, um, Lisa Marie's daughter, Riley. Uh, and a little bit about Riley. She is an actress and she's a model. Um, she has a twin, 14-year-old sister, um, and, and along with her twin, 14-year-old, the 14-year-old sisters, they represent um, for Graceland and uh, a representative for Graceland confirmed in CNN. So the property is supposed to pass to the twins. We'll see. So in 2020, Presley, um, an executive, told Rolling Stone that the estate was worth between 400 and 500 million dollars. Lisa Marie annually received seven figures from her interest in the estate based on a court filing in her 2022 divorce. Ugh. I mean, just even go back to the divorce. Don't you wish she had like a prenup? I don't to put all this out in the public. This right. is what happens. I'm, I, I feel bad about it. So now the petition by Priscilla Presley challenging Lisa Marie's will. Um, it began a legal fight against her granddaughter, Riley. Wow. Lisa Marie Presley had appointed her mother and Siegel as co-trustees in 1993. And that's what that's what Priscilla is fighting for, saying like, hey, we were it. 
you know, this amendment should be thrown out. The petition highlights that the signature didn't contain any text of the amendment, which Priscilla Presley said in a petition can present a higher risk of fraud. So the managing partner of Elvis Presley Enterprises, Joel um, Weinshaker, the corporation founded by the Elvis Presley Trust that was at one point owned by Lisa Marie said that she had always intended for her two children to lead her estate. There was never a question in her mind that they would be the stewards, that they would always look, have it look exactly the way uh, she did. So in 2018, Siegel, the original co-trustee, Barry and Lisa Marie, they battled in court. He claimed to be more than $16 million in debt that year and sued Siegel over financial mismanagement. Her former manager then countersued, accusing Presley of wasting her inheritance and owing him money. Siegel either planned to or had resigned as co-trustee. Ah, messy. I'm just going to pause yeah. here. It's messy. <laughs> yes. And we're not quite. But when we're picking people to be co-trustees, trustee is a person who's in charge yeah. managing an asset it's a lot of power so if i heard this that you know someone is having unscrupulous background you know mismanaging things i i would probably want them out you know i, yeah. I don't know i don't think i'd so they said siegel would be replaced by lisa marie's daughter riley according to the petition it's unclear whether or not presley's granddaughter riley wanted to be a coast trustee to begin with as of today reports say riley and Persons are not speaking surprise uh, but they're trying to work out a solution that uh, means lawyers are involved and that's kind of sad so i i'm trying to think of you know some of the solutions here i think you know again when amendments are created there is a procedure there is a way to do it when it's not followed that opens up issues now i've always said chris when you have a trust, more than likely the trust itself is very, very solid. It's really hard to contest a trust, I think, where versus a will. A will, unfortunately, has a lot of open-ended things that you might be able to challenge and prevail. Mm-hmm. But here, they're not challenging the actual trust, right? Trust, they're challenging that amendment. Sure. And that's downfall. Yeah. You know, right. that's the that's in the armor right there of all things and it's a control aspect though that's the whole thing and of course when the trust was created we're looking at 1993 she had minor children at that time of course it would make sense for her mom to manage so why is it important to like revisit your estate planning documents every so often well maybe your children are now adults and you need to you know make sure that your children are following what's important to you This is a lesson in making sure that you contact your attorney every so often, not just once every 20 years, once every five, once every four, because things change. Your children grow up. Maybe they become more responsible. You don't need guardians in your will for them. And this is the this is the exact situation that happened here. Lisa, Lisa Marie's mother, who was appointed as the trustee of the trust, is now saying it shouldn't have been done that way. It should have been done according to the, you know, the the, the rules of um, trust law. And she's absolutely right. If there are provisions in that document that say these things have to be followed, regardless of what the intent of Lisa Marie was, if those rules weren't followed, that's not a proper amendment. And therefore, you have to go back to what the original document says. That's not, maybe that's not what she wanted, but it's, you're stuck. So it's 
good to do these things. With, yeah. with the I mean, one solution would be, what about co-trustees? Right. I know, solution. but I'm just throwing out that that would be one yeah. solution they instead could. of one or the other. Or mm hold -hmm. neutral. Oh, oh yeah. And Put somebody out there about, who's going to make more yeah. money. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and there'll be a court-appointed tr trustee. Mm -hmm. I've seen that. And that's where things get expensive. Yes. And you're going to be a person for life. So who's oh, going right. to take it? Just they have to work it out. They have to work yeah. it out for the sake for the sake of the trip. For the sake of Graceland, please. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know what? And the that beneficiaries, I know, often. That's the and yeah. here, and, you know, know, the kids are the beneficiaries of this trust, right? Because it was a trust that's going to yeah. be passed on to them anyhow. There might even be provisions in the trust that say who's going, you know, whether or not these children have the right to be to step up as trustees at a certain age. So we don't know a lot of the details. You know, there could be a, a point where the children are supposed to be the trustees. We don't know that. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not privy to it. And that's what's yeah. about. No, being you're right. I was thinking we're missing a lot of information. Like, how was the relationship between Riley? I mean, it sounds like maybe they never got along, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that's why she's just like, you're not controlling. I am controlling I this. I need to be in control. It's so silly to have to be in control of that money. Oh, my goodness. But anyhow, maybe, maybe Priscilla was so yeah. mad that she, her daughter got something and wanted to make sure she controlled it in the end. Oh, come on, lady. You're like seven. Give it up. <laughs> Or could it be for the uh, the trust commissions? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But you still. really need that over. And she is in debt. So acting career. She's I know she was in the naked gun movies. This is me. She's an actress. She can create her career. I know. There's horrible people. In this. You know, in, in every conflict, whether it's a will or a trust, to me, a lot of it is based upon certain groups not feeling respected, not feeling heard, Absolutely. feeling taken advantage of. And there's something that's going on because it's not natural to fight. It's not natural to go into court, not natural to, you know, and like I said, I, it's, I'm curious what else was going on, how the relationship was prior. I couldn't find anything about that. There's nothing really about that. And yeah. that's probably how it should be, right? Yeah. Laundry out of the new, but I know. who knows? I know. I guess we'll revisit this when we have an ending. I think the solution, yeah. I, I, I think co would still be a nightmare, to be quite honest. Yes. They're co-trustees. Absolutely. They don't like each other. It's not going to happen. No one's going to trust each other. So, Or maybe, might, you I, know, yeah, I, I mean, having, there's got to be something there that says the kids can be trustees at some point because they have. Yeah, oh, it has to be, right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. Or how about like a trust protector? So Lisa Marie, I'm sorry, uh, Priscilla steps down. Let Riley be the um, trustee, then mm -hmm. get another person. After. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, there's so many there things that you can negotiate. But yeah, there is some people, people just have to be mm-hmm. Yep. Trust protector is important, you know, because yeah. that is a person yeah. that can be involved. They, you know, shouldn't be the trustee, but they can, they oversee everything and they can, you know, ask for an audit they can ask for a replacement they can ask for you know there's a person that you know the beneficiaries can go to you know so good information well anyway chris thank you so much and listeners thank you i hope this was interesting i hope everyone learned something um i always love doing these because it's fun to watch the movies fun to chat with chris uh and again you know we'll see everybody soon at our next episode thanks everybody thanks everybody have a good day thanks for listening for more, go to Mattis Mall.
www.thepodcastnetwork.com.